We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. It's Monday morning, and the story of the weekend is that Joe Biden and the Democratic Party have proven that they hate people. They're misanthropists. One more time, the word for the day is misanthropists. Joe Biden and the Democrats have a total disregard for the human being. I'll prove it on today's Rebellion. Good morning, and welcome to the Rebellion. I'd like to talk today about a story that came out over the weekend. It's a story about Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, and a lawsuit, a lawsuit that they have filed that would force all doctors and all hospitals, regardless of religious conviction, Catholic hospitals, which are everywhere. In fact, hospitals, by and large, if you go back and track the history, of medical care, of hospitals, were founded by what? Why do we have hospitals? They were founded by the church, by Christians. You see Catholic hospitals everywhere across the land. In in Tulsa, for example, we have St. John's and we have St. Francis. Two hospital systems, our primary hospital systems for medical care. Hospitals were founded by the church. I've talked to you before about how the church changed history. It was Christians who rescued children from the practice of exposure in the Roman Empire. Because when a baby was born, if it was unwanted, for example, if it was a girl and the family had too many girls already, they would go take the baby and put it in the garbage dump. They'd just leave it there, exposed. That's why it's called exposure. It was Christians who went out and rescued those babies and saved their lives, raised them, nurtured them, and loved them. It was churches that started orphanages. It was churches that elevated the status of women from sexual slavery, essentially chattel, to the status of human beings. It was churches, the church with a capital C, the body of Christ that reached into culture as salt and light and stopped, stopped evil. It was Christians, the church, that stepped into the midst of the bubonic plague, for example. They couldn't stop the plague, but what they could do is care for human beings who were suffering. The church isn't perfect. The body of Christ is not perfect because we haven't been totally redeemed yet. We're not in heaven. This is not a utopia. But don't ever let anybody convince you that somehow the church is the problem rather than the solution. Don't ever let anybody start pointing to all the mistakes the church has made and 
cause you to sit there silent as if you don't have any retort, any rebuttal. You do. The proof is that their criticism of the church is grounded in a Christian ethic. They can't criticize Christianity without using Christianity to criticize Christianity. Do you get my point? You can't say, oh, that's evil. What those priests did in terms of sexual misconduct, that's evil. It proves the church is bad. No, they're using a principle of the church that sexuality is a moral discussion to criticize the church. In other words, what I'm saying is the church is the soap the ethic, the Judeo-Christian ethic. Christian morality is the soap that cleanses culture. We reach back into culture, we cleanse it, we clean it, and we even cleanse and clean ourselves. That's the beauty of reformation. That's the, re- that's the beauty of revival. That's the beauty of redemption. That's the beauty of repentance. The church returns to true, true, true north. Excuse me. The church returns to true north. Because there is one. The objective standards of the Word, of Scripture, revelation of God through the Bible, as well as natural law, common sense, since that is common, and the embodiment of Christ. The Word made flesh. The Word made flesh and dwelling among us. It's the church, through the influence of the Holy Spirit, that does all this good work. Well, The Biden administration obviously disagrees, and I'm going to tell you why. Share with you a news story that I thought was probably one of the biggest stories of the week last week, but not a lot of people picked it up. Let's take a break, acknowledge our sponsors, and when we get back, we'll talk about Joe Biden and the Democrat Party's misanthropy misanthropy, their hate, their hate for human beings and the church. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Before we get into the topic that I've described, Let me uh, just give you an update on the sale of Grow Up. Life isn't safe, but it's good, my new book. Many of you have asked and are curious. I'm grateful to all of you who are listening right now who have gone out and purchased a book. Very grateful because after more than a week after the release, the book is still number one new release status on Amazon in two different categories. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand. For all of those listening right now who have not yet bought the book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good, please do so. That's the best thing you can do to support the rebellion. Because by doing that, you push the book from number one new release status to number one bestseller status. And then the momentum builds. And we continue to have an opportunity to go into different media outlets to talk about the ideas that we talk about here on the rebellion. I've been blessed to be on Fox and Friends With regard to the book, I've been on the Glenn Beck Show. I've been on with Sebastian Gorka. I'm not dropping names. I'm just giving you an update. I was blessed to go on the Huckabee Show over the weekend to talk about the book. And because of being in those media outlets, being involved in those different programs, the book has been pushed up to number one new release status, but it hasn't achieved bestseller status yet. Number one bestseller status. It's 
in the top 10 in its categories, but it's not number one yet. Here's what you can do. Go buy the book. You think, oh, that's not going to make any difference. It makes a huge difference. You don't need huge numbers to go up to number one status. Many think it, you know, you got to have 10,000, 100,000 books sold to be in those categories. You don't. Just going on the Huckabee show, it bumped, the book was uh, starting to slide a little bit because it it wasn't new news any longer. And I went on the Huckabee show over the weekend and it jumped immediately up to number one bestseller status again after starting to slide a bit. Why? Did hundreds of thousands of people go out and buy the book? No. It was probably just a hundred people went out and bought the book as the result of being on the Huckabee show. So the point is, I need all of you to consider buying the book. You don't have to buy the hard copy if you don't want to spend that money. I think it's 25 bucks, 26 bucks. You can buy the audio. You can buy the Kindle version. Now, the hard copy is the one I want you to buy because that's the one that's ranked. The others are ranked too, but the one that really makes the difference is the hard copy. So I want you to buy the book. That's the best thing you can do to support the rebellion because, again, when you do so, it keeps it up there at number one status. And all those program managers for all of these TV shows are watching that and they, oh, that's a topic we need to discuss on the show. For example, Bill Maher is really going after the cancel culture right now. I would love to be on the Bill Maher show. He and I disagree about a lot, but we agree We agree about intellectual freedom, academic liberty. We agree that the cancel culture is childish and juvenile. We agree on that. And I'd love to be on his show to discuss Grow Up and some of the solutions. He and I might disagree about the solutions, but it would be a wonderful conversation to be there. So go buy the book. Even if 50 of you went and bought the book right now, it would be a huge bump in rankings. Even if just 50. But if everybody listening right now went and did that, It would be a huge bump to grow up. Life isn't safe, but it's good. Go to Amazon and just consider purchasing the book. Okay, forget the commercial. Back to Joe Biden. Okay, so last week, Biden's administration filed an appeal, a legal lawsuit. It was last Tuesday, actually, that would seek to force, and this is a fact, it would seek to force religious doctors and religious hospitals, primarily Christians, and like Catholic hospitals, to provide transgender surgeries regardless of their religious objections. Stop and think about that. The Biden administration wants to force a medical doctor to conduct surgeries, even if that doctor thinks that is morally unacceptable. And what about physically damaging? The Biden administration wants to force doctors and hospitals to provide transgender surgeries. And this appeal, this legal suit in federal court, would pit the Department of Health and Human Services, Biden's Department of Health and Human Services, against religious orders like the Sisters of Mercy and the Catholic Benefits Association. I won't read the whole story to you. But if you want to go review it, click on the Daily Caller, which is where I've got this story. 
And the headline is, Biden administration appeals to force religious doctors' hospitals to provide trans surgeries despite conscious objections. That's the title of the article. It's written by Mary Margaret Olahan. Mary Margaret Olahan. O-L-O-H-A-N. Mary Margaret Olahan. What in the world are we thinking? What are we thinking? This is just asinine that we would allow the government to get into this type of decision. The doctor doesn't think it's necessary. He doesn't think it's necessary to amputate functioning organs, functioning body parts from an individual. And he advises the patient against it. No, you shouldn't have a mastectomy. You shouldn't have your breasts removed. No, you shouldn't have a hysterectomy. You shouldn't have your uterus removed. No, you shouldn't amputate the penis of little boys because you as an adult are so stupid as to enable them to think that they're something they're not. This is crazy. And if the doctor steps into the mix and says, no, you shouldn't do that, I'm not going to do that because I think it's morally and medically unacceptable. It's unwise medically, and it's just immoral and unethical when it comes to upholding my Hippocratic oath. The Biden administration is saying, you're too stupid as a doctor to make that decision, and we're going to step in and force you to do this. If this doesn't disturb you, if this doesn't disturb you, then your soul is very cold. Here's my point. This isn't just a story about the Democrat Party and Joe Biden's undeniable disdain for religion. No, no. This isn't just a story about its ongoing war, literal war against Judeo-Christian morality. That's not what this story is about. Oh, that's part of it. <laughs> There's no question. It's it's not just another sad tale of the left's relentless, relentless attack on our Constitution and all of its enumerated rights, like the First Amendment, religious freedom. Do we have freedom of conscience? Do we have freedom of religion or don't we? I mean, this is a, a direct attack on that. But that's not what the story is about. It's not even just another chapter in this ongoing saga of these elites, these oligarchs, these arrogant elites who have been part of the system. If the if there's systemic problems in our culture, I'm getting so tired of this word systemic problems in our culture. Why? Because it blames the system rather than blames the individual. Stop talking about the system. But they want to talk about systemic racism and systemic this and systemic that. Well, they've been part of the system. If anybody's part of the systemic evil of our culture, then it's Joe Biden. He's been there for 150 years, my land, corrupting the system. Anyway, another story. This isn't just a this isn't a story about that. These people trying to push their moral nihilism on all of America. There's another common theme to this story. And it's even more disturbing and sinister than than anything I just rattled off. And here it is, in case you missed it. Our nation's political class, and by the way, the poster child of that political class 
at the moment is a man who thinks the word psalms should be pronounced palms, so he therefore must think it's a reference to tropical trees or an orchard. I don't know what he thinks when he... My land. My land. If a conservative would have made that stupid mistake, reading a Bible verse out of the Psalms and saying palms as if, as if he's talking about trees? Anyway, our nation's political class has a palpable disregard for people and for what it means to be a human being. I'm going to say it again. These people, Joe Biden being their poster child, have a palpable disregard for people, for people, for you, for me. They have a total disregard and disdain for what it means to be human. You see, at its core, this story, this story about Joe Biden's attack on Christian doctors and Catholic hospitals, this is a story about the left's hatred, hatred for people. Is that an exaggeration? I don't think so. This is a story about misogynists who deny women are real. If you're going to deny women their objective reality and take all of the things that are grounded in their dignity, like their privacy in their bathroom, and my list goes on. Take away their sport. You've heard me go through. Take away their sport. Take away their showers. Take away their bathrooms. Take away their dignity. And then take away their very identity. If you're going to deny that women are even real, you're a misogynist. Pure and simple. You're a misogynist. So this is a story about misogyny. It's also a story about misandrists. Now that means... Hate of men. Misogyny is the hate of women. Misandry is the hate of men. This is a story about misandrists. Because they're declaring that all men are toxic. Toxic masculinity. I mean, they hate traditional masculinity, male leadership. They call it toxic. It's a story about misogynists and it's a story about misandrists. But here's the word for the day. Misopedists. Misopedia. What's that? Well, this is a story about misopedists who seek to disavow children of their innocence and even their lives. Misopedia is the hate of children. Misogynists, misandrists, and misopedists. They hate children so much that they're going to take a child's innocence away through their stupid drag queen story hours. They're going to take the innocence of children away by canceling Dr. Seuss and canceling Mr. Potato Head. They're stealing the innocence of your children by indoctrinating them with sexual nihilism, with their rainbow agenda at every turn. And they're also so hateful of children that they will take their very lives through the butchery of Planned Parenthood. This is a story at rock bottom of misanthropy. Misanthropy, and that's the general hatred of people.
the general hatred and dislike and contempt of the human species. This is a story that denies the very definition of what it means to be a human being. How so? Well, it's now an irrefutable fact that the Democrats and their socialist squad, they hate humanity. They hate boys. So much that they'll teach them it's better to be a girl and a little nip and tuck, cut that off, and it'll make it so. You're now a girl. Are you serious? Emasculating a little boy doesn't make him a girl. It makes him emasculated. It means you butchered him. They hate girls so much that they'll tell them that they can no longer even have their own showers, toilets, and sports. And they hate women so much that they'll deny the female is even a fact. They hate men so much that they declare masculinity to be some sort of social disease. In what world, my land, in what world can anyone argue with a straight face that any of this is moral and humane? How can you possibly possibly believe in the dignity of children if you're turning around and applauding drag queen story hours? How can anyone, anyone pretend to respect the value of every man? We believe in the dignity of every man. When your default position is this drumbeat that everything's wrong in all of human history can be summed up in two words, male toxicity. I mean, how in the world can you claim to believe that black lives matter when you kill more black babies in New York each year by aborting them than you celebrate black babies by letting them be born? Don't tell me that black lives matter when you don't care about that stuff. In fact, you know that they're taking those body parts from those babies and selling them on the market for medical research. They're doing it. That's a fact. It's on tape. The expose of Veritas Forum, etc. Just stop here. Take a breath. Ask a couple questions. If Biden and his party are so supportive of the humanity of women, then why do they tell us that women aren't objectively human? If they actually believe in all men's rights, then why do they parrot this critical theory nonsense that teaches that some men are redeemably wrong, particularly white ones? If they're so worried about the future of humanity because of global warming, then why are they embracing policies that are led and directed by people that believe in reducing humanity by as much as 90%. Yes, that's true. Eric Pianca, University of Texas. 90%. 90% reduction in the human population. To save humanity? Does that make sense to you? We're going to save humanity by getting rid of 90% of humanity. Aye. And if they're so heartbroken over our children at the border, then why do they support Planned Parenthood's sale of children's hearts and legs and lungs for profit, for research? Go execute those humans so we can help humans through medical research. Does this make any sense? This disconnect. This is a total disconnect. We're rational human beings and we're smarter than this. 
But our nation's brain trust seems to be brain dead. Ah, they just keep doubling down on this nonsense. If Biden really believes in human dignity, then maybe he should stop deconstructing human identity. If he really believes in fighting for human rights, then maybe he should stop forcing doctors to dishuman... Dis excuse me. If he really believes in fighting for human rights, then maybe he should stop forcing doctors to dismember the human body. Maybe these champions of science should stop denying science and maybe in their march against hate, they should admit that it's nothing short of hate to force Christian physicians to castrate little boys and to force Catholic hospitals to sexually mutilate adolescent girls. That's what they're doing. And the nation is silent. The Biden administration is suing nuns. Nuns. As Senator Cruz has said, when you find yourself suing a bunch of nuns, you might be on the wrong side. They're suing the little sisters of the poor because they don't want to provide contraception in their health care. Again, I've said it more than once. Nuns are celibate. They don't want contraception. They don't want abortifacients either. Nope. The Biden administration says, no, you have to do it. They're suing the Sisters of Mercy and the Catholic Benefit Association. Catholic hospitals, Catholic doctors, Christian doctors, who don't want to castrate little boys or sexually mutilate adolescent girls. And the Biden administration says, no, you got to do it. What does all of this prove? It proves their misogyny. It, pres it, pr it proves their mesopedia. It proves their misandry. It proves they hate people so much that they'll force doctors to butcher them. Butcher them. Amputate functioning organs and body parts. Butcher them. And then in the case of Planned Parenthood, execute them and then use their body parts for research. This is butchery. This is mutilation. This is wrong. And when a Christian doctor raises his hand and says, excuse me, I'm committed to the Hippocratic Oath, they say, we don't care. Hey, but at least we don't have all those mean tweets now, right? Ugh. You have to stand up to these people. Say no. Because in times of universal deceit, if Biden and his administration isn't deceptive, what is? In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.